1: Good morning, I'm your head, Pastor Billy Han Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We would like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, Channel 9 in El Central, California, and New Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel, 503 in New York City. If you like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the Temple Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Cali for 97 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada Bilabam on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans, Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes, And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir in the direction of Emilia Hahn will start off today's telecast with a wonderful song titled, Who Do You Say That I Am? They will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano, Iris lock on the organ. We worship a true and living God. He is none other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the everlasting Father that is always by our side to deliver us and roll all our burdens away. Please join in and sing with the choir as you see the words appear on your screen. The church band under the direction of Yard Shuler will play the song entitled, In Thy Holy Temple. The Lord tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We preach the gospel of the kingdom of God, the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. Associate Pastor Marvin Abing will give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing the spirit-inspiring song, Now I Belong to Jesus. Doing his background music will be a trusty associate pastor, and which senior Mason Asano, senior on the guitars, and yours truly on the piano. Yes, viewers, you too can belong to Jesus when you accept him as your personal Savior, Master and Lord. The Lord is knocking at the door of your heart, for today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice.
0: Jesus, my Lord. Thank you.
1: Let's just cry when I'll perform their final number for today entitled, Come, Let Us Sing. The Lord tells us to come before His presence with singing, making joyful noise unto the Lord, for He is our great and mighty God. We give the Lord all the praises and thanksgiving for every good and perfect gift that cometh from above. Some members of the church band will come together to give the Lord praises and glory with the song, It Won't Be Long. They'll be accompanied by Christian on the piano. The Lord is our inspiration to keep us moving forward. It won't be long before he returns for us in clouds of glory. In the meantime, as we put our shoulders to the gospel wheel and lean upon his everlasting arms, he will always make a way of escape through our every care and woe. For with the Lord on our side, there is only victory ahead. Associate Pastor Marvin and Sherlina Bing, we now blend their voices to the uplifting song entitled Grace Greater Than Our Sin. Yes, saints and friends, God's grace is sufficient for us. Through his great mercy and compassion, we have found a wonderful light, Christ Jesus. We lift up our hands to him with praise and thanksgiving for our wonderful Lord. At this time, it is with great pleasure to dedicate this beautiful song to a very dear sister in Christ, who is none other than Lisa Okahashi. May the Lord continue to strengthen and pour forth His bountiful blessings upon you. We pray that you will have a wonderful Sunday.
2: And praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda. And I'd like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental United States who are viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, From six to seven a.m. on station KECY channel nine in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From six to seven a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From five to six a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From six to seven a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight, on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on jesuscomingsoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services start at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. And prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by Neighbor Island Branch Churches, and services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneri, Sr., in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M L Verio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinlo in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano, Sr., in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera, in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera, in President Rojas, Cotabato Mindanao Philippines. Thank you, Melvin. We all need comfort,
1: strength, guidance, wisdom, and solutions to the many and unending problems we encounter in our daily lives. What better way to address our human perplexities than by seeking and turning to Jesus, our Lord and Savior, to fulfill those needs? I thank you for joining us in today's telecast. I sincerely pray that the Lord will touch your hearts, and the sermon I have ready for this telecast, entitled, Hear the Cry for Reverence, will be that important step in the right direction in which you seek. At the church of Caesarea, while Peter preached Jesus to the disciples, Gentiles, the Holy Ghost fell on that heard the word. A baptism followed immediately, as you read in Acts 10, 47-48. Then Peter answered, Can any man forbid water, that they should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. After all, the Holy Ghost will not save anyone, but the name of Jesus will. It was Jesus who shed his blood on the cross of the sins of the whole world. And only in the name of Jesus can one receive remission of sins. He's the only Savior for this lost and dying world. Thus, we see the church at Philippi, the church at Corinth, the church at Ephesus, and the church at Galatia were baptized into Christ, as we read in Galatians three twenty-seven. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. The Colossians were buried with him in Baptism too, reading Colossians two twelve. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Let us read John three five. Verily, verily I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What does he mean to be born of water? To be born of water is to be immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Peter said in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in an unknown tongue or language, which is the only verification of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It was baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, without exception. Why is the name of Jesus so important? Acts four twelve 12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is a name which is above every name in heaven and in earth, and of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Naturally, a question arises from many today regarding the use of Matthew 28, 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The truth is, there is not one record of an apostle baptizing a convert and repeating the words in Matthew 28, 19. The name must be mentioned to fulfill all righteousness. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost are merely titles. There is no promise of remission of sins or the promise of the Holy Ghost or the gift of healing. In Matthew 28:19, the word name is in the singular, not plural. And his name is Jesus, as you read in Colossians 2, 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost dwelleth in Christ Jesus. Three manifestations, but one God. Our God is holy, merciful, and compassionate. He demands reverence for Himself and all that He holds sacred. In order to hear the cry for reverence, one must begin at the first rung of the salvation ladder. Everything accomplished from this point on, like a loaf of bread, will have all the necessary ingredients, reverence being included. What is reverence? Simply, it is honor and respect that is felt or displayed. It is respect and esteem that is due to a superior or an elder. It is an affected or ingratiating regard for another's wishes, which means when you possess respect and reverence, you become capable of winning favor for another's wishes, thereby becoming pleasing. It is also when you intend or adopt in order to gain favor. Reverence can be seen in a gesture of respect, such as a bow, a handshake, or even a smile. It is truly a bodily movement toward a positive direction. Reverence is respect and awe that is inspired by the dignity Wisdom, dedication, and talents of a person. Remember, the Lord in you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, blesses and makes one to be prosperous in that which is accomplished for the Lord. We are bonded together by the Holy Spirit and thereby see and know how the Lord works in and through us. Therefore, we should have a great appreciation and respect to that end. Truly, the Holy Spirit arouses in us that deep respect, reverence, and fear of the Lord. That is, godly care not to offend the Lord. Reverence is profound, especially when it causes one to have both intellectual and spiritual depth and insight, which can be difficult to understand because it is so all-encompassing, complete. Reverence helps us to adore, thereby enabling us to worship and honor. Helps us to regard with reverent admiration and devotion thereby enabling us to esteem our brother or sister, it helps us to be extremely fond, thereby exercising the love of God that is found only in the righteousness of God. It is a humble, fearful, caring inspiration, which we call awe, that is given by God unto those who yearn for all the truth through a teachable spirit. Yes, vision viewers, saints, and friends, hearing the cry for reverence is a two-way-two of the Lord's doing. First of all, he issues a cry for reverence that his people hear and obey. Secondly, he hears the cries from his people for reverence when things are not moving as they should. Let's look at Acts 10.35 and see for ourselves what godly reverence includes. It says, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Today, everything is very fast paced. We hardly have a chance to think about what we are doing. We have the new generation right on our heels and already taking over leadership. And most of them do not even have the benefit of having a religious background, much less the truth in their lives as a foundation. Consequently, the things that are happening reflects man's righteousness rather than God's own righteousness. Think of this for a second, TV viewers. No matter who you are or where you're from, all that is required individually to be accepted the Lord God Almighty is to fear Him, that is, to have godly care not to offend the Lord, and do, and I emphasize the do, so that you all know that it applies to every facet of one's total life, both physical and spiritual. Thus, we have real approval, which comes directly from God and not man. Godly reverence leads to reverence for God's sacred word. The Lord always exhorted his people towards obedience as we read in Deuteronomy 4, verses 1 to 2. Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statues and to the judgments which I teach you, for to do them that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it that he may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you." God calls the word hearken to be used in these verses because God requires us to listen with respectful attention that we might hear and notice the big difference in what he has to offer as compared to what the world is offering. Now, you and I know that these verses were spoken several thousands of years ago to the Israelites. I ask you, do these very words pertain to us today? Of course they do. God alone sees into the future. He knew that in order for fallen man to be reinstated into his realm of friendship, they would have to experience his mercy and compassion. This could only come about by his continuing in the teaching of his laws and decrees and urging the people on to compliance. The statutes, charges, and instructions continue on even until today to lead and guide a person in this case, the child of God in righteousness, holy and godly lives. Through obedience, the Israelites realized the promise of inheriting the promised land. Today, obedience is still required, and that promised land is none other than heaven, God's abode. To the true born-again Christian who is enduring the gospel of the kingdom of God, The return of Jesus to rapture his bride home to heaven is a lively hope and our spiritual promised land. God's word is holy and sacred, and no matter what the Lord commands us to do, we should exhibit obedience, remembering who is speaking so that we don't augment or diminish his word in any way, shape, or form. In the natural life, that we are all a part of, we are required to follow many rules, instructions, and laws. We should never let this become a confusing situation in our lives. Simply, God's Word teaches us to obey the laws of the land. However, as an example, if we happen to reside in a state that has a law pertaining to consenting adults, then as found in Acts 5.29, we ought to obey God rather than men. The reason this kind of law has been put on the books is to circumvent the original authority that the law had when it was taken from the Bible. Keep in mind that there is only one lawgiver as found in James 4.12. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judges another? As we read and learn about God's Word, we can't help but come to the understanding that God alone is our judge our lawgiver, our king, and our only savior. No wonder many of the laws today have no real effect. Man has taken the justice away from what the Lord had originally established. This is one of the reasons Jesus is coming back, and that is to straighten out the mess that men have created. The audacity of man is such that he has placed himself above the authority of God's word and even above the sovereignty of the Almighty God. No wonder our Lord has spoken to his people to hear the cry for reverence. Woe to those who are responsible for adding or subtracting from the word of God as found in Revelations 22, 18 to 21. For I testify unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book, If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifies these things saith, surely I come quickly, amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. You can help, but know for yourself that reverence for God's word is taken lightly by the masses because of open disobedience. The willingness of scholars to augment and diminish God's word further exhibits a deliberate, if not intentional, attempt at seducing God's very own if at all possible. From the very beginning, books of the Bible, to the very last book, it is more than evident how the Word of God is consistent, persistent, and always declaring to everyone that God's will must prevail, as found in Deuteronomy 12:32. What things soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. God's every word is pure. When we hear Him and put our trust in Him, He becomes our shield. Unless you want to be known as a liar and rebuke for it, don't add or subtract from God's sacred word. As is read in Proverbs 30, 5 and 6, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. Add thou not unto His words, lest He reprove thee. Our children are living in a fast-paced society. They have so many examples to learn their skills from, and it's just too bad that there appears to be a shortage of good and decent role models. People today can hardly utter three simple words without using one cuss word or another. My time to advice for everyone listening to this message is saints, friends, TV audience, God's name is not damn. Let's not forget that the name of the Lord is to be referenced. Matthew 6.9 tells us, after this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The word hallowed means holy and consecrated. His name is to be used in righteousness and godly conversation by all. Disobedience and self-will go hand in hand against fearing God and honoring his glorious name. Deuteronomy 28, 58, 59 tells us, If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear this glorious and fearful name, the law of thy God, then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful and the plagues of thy seed, even great plagues and of long continuance, and sore sicknesses and of long continuance. It's simple to understand. If we don't obey the will of God, then he will continue to allow us to be situated in the muck and mire of sin. Reverence is the honor that is due to the Lord's leaders. Hebrews 13, 7 says, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. We have one goal in our hearts, and that is to be with you all. When Jesus calls us to come up hither and be raptured home with him. While on the subject of honor to the Lord's leaders, let us remember that we must also have reverence for the rulers of the world. Romans 13, 1-2 informs us, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive themselves damnation. Simply, damnation is eternal separation from God. Reverence is honor and obedience for our parents. The Bible teaches us in Leviticus 19.3, He shall fear every man, his mother and his father, and keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Remembering who our God is, frequenting his schoolhouse on a regular basis, putting to practice that which we are taught and having the fear of God in our hearts, that is a loving care not to offend the Lord, will help us to be an active example of God's will. The Bible does teach us reverence for God and things, sacred things. Read in Exodus 3, 5, and he says, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Spiritually speaking, when we approach the Lord to do His will, the Lord wants us clean, without spot, or wrinkle from the doings in the world. And as we try to live spiritually, our earthly lives will conform. In other words, we must walk in the Spirit, and the Spirit will rule and reign in our lives. Can you imagine, viewers, if all the earth feared the Lord and every inhabitant of the world stood in awe of Him? This would be a wonderful place to live. Reverence for the house of God is a must. In John 2, 16, Jesus is speaking and said unto them, Ye that so doves that take these things hence, make not my Father's house and house of merchandise. From Genesis to Revelation, the emphasis is on the topic of self-revealing God. This being a known fact then tells us that the number one priority of the church business is to see souls saved. It is sad indeed that many have strayed from the right direction. An account of reverence for Christ Jesus is revealed by a simple-hearted man. In John 9, 35-38, Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believed. And he worshipped him. The phrase, I believe, is the most important thing mentioned in the verses just read. The word believe is a verb and requires action on the part of the participant. The scripture verifies itself by telling us that the simple-hearted man worshipped him. Reverence for men of God is important in the Lord's work. Reading 1 Thessalonians 512 13. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them that which labor among you and over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. It is the love of the Lord, along with peaceful relationships in the framework of the gospel, that causes the good works to be enjoyed by all of the spiritual labors, a great reverence for all the leaders, and all that is taught comes about through the power of the Holy Spirit by the pastors of God Almighty. Reverence for old age is very important also. Proverbs 23, states, Hearken unto the father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. Mom and dad are deserving of the most respect their children can master up. Think, viewers, of all the times that were there for you. Without all that they had to offer you, where would you be today? The real problem today is not so much that children don't love their parents, the problem is such children were never given a good and true foundation in the Lord. Our fortune is such that we are to believe to the saving of the soul. Hebrews 10:35-39 says, "Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For ye little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith." But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the Church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusCommission.org. Until our next telecast this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you We have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. The church band will end the program with the selection, Washed in the Blood.